Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. Time to take a break from your fast-paced life. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs to help slow you down and lift you up throughout the pandemic and beyond. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with intimacy. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the episode, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So if the word intimacy makes you cringe, or you've dated people with intimacy issues, or you really want to step up your ability to be intimate without feeling embarrassed, we dedicate today's show to you. We define intimacy as interpersonal relationships that involve physical, intellectual, spiritual, or emotional closeness. Yeah, I think most people go right to sex when they hear the word intimacy, but there's so many different ways to experience intimacy. I mean, Casey and I have a totally intimate friendship. We can talk about poop and we can talk about spirituality and we can talk about weird insights and we've never had sex. <laughs> Being able to talk to my partner about how excited I am about intuition development, sharing celebrations around my business to my friends, talking to my family about our different stances on politics, crying, apologizing, all of this is part of intimacy. And since there are so many different ways to express intimacy and feel intimacy, you might be really good at some ways and not so good at other ways. Like, Casey's really good at talking with her family about different stances on politics. That's impossible for me to do. <laughs> but what's really great in my family history, which is the first place we learned how to be intimate, is in our family relations. So in my family, a place where we're really good at intimacy is with affectionate touch, we can hug and cuddle and hold hands without any embarrassment. Even out at the mall, I still hold hands with my mom. So we have this really easy way of being intimate with affectionate touch in my family. And I know for some of my friends, that's almost impossible. I have close friends who do not like to hug. So be easy on yourself with the topic of intimacy because I bet there's ways you're good at it and other places where you could still improve. And Casey and I are here to help you do that. Intimacy can be a double-edged sword because on one hand, we all crave human connection. And on the other hand, exploring intimacy can make some people want to run away. I remember a student once told me, Miss H, I don't know why they abbreviated my last name, by the way. It's, it's, it's only one syllable. But she said, Miss H, if you want to make something less scary, sing it. And I looked at them and I was like, that's brilliant. And so if intimacy is one of those things that when you hear it, it kind of makes you want to run away, sing it. You can go intimacy, 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 intimacy. <laughs> that is so freaking great. I love it. You know, and there is some neuroscience around that. So giving you some neuroscience slowdown fun facts here, since it's the brain's number one job to keep you safe and alive, you give a higher propensity of your attention to things and thoughts that seem like they might be a threat to you. Even if they aren't really a threat, even if they're not going to take your life or hurt you, your body can still see something new or different or an intense emotion even as a threat. 
And with intimacy, we get intensified feelings, intensified emotions, and that triggers the brain to produce more stress hormones that make you sweat, that make you feel that little bit afraid, and maybe make you want to run away. Yet at the same time, we crave intimacy. We want to get closer. We want that human connection. Yeah, like when we fall in love, our brain gets flooded with hormones that make the world seem like a happier place. This chemical-induced state makes us feel as if we've always known the person we're in love with and makes us feel complete. But then eventually, that chemical wavers off and we're left with a disappointment from the unrealistically high expectations that we placed on that person when we were in our love state. And then we realize that we're just two imperfect humans trying to figure this out. That's right. And if you want to learn more about that, listen to our episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Toxic Love, because we go into that in detail. And you know, men especially get a bad rap about being the one with intimacy issues because women tend to be really good at having deep, personal, close friendships. We're great at talking about our emotions. But as a trauma healer, I have helped many women with their intimacy issues. As a sensuality coach, I help men and women heal intimacy issues. And intimacy as a topic is as present in both sexes. Yeah, and that's because the feminine energy that exists in both of us is really great at traversing the inner world. Our feminine energy loves to be close and intimate and in relationship. In fact, relationship is number one for the feminine energy inside all of us. But guess what? Freedom is number one for the masculine energy inside of us. So you can see that there's a little bit of conflict there. Part of us wants freedom. Part of us wants intimacy and closeness and connection. So when you really understand masculine and feminine energy, you really understand the intimacy and attraction that go on between two people. There is so much for us to say about that, that we're going to dedicate a whole episode to understanding masculine and feminine energy deeper. The better you can get at being intimate within your own bodily sensations, within your bodily needs. Like right, intimacy is is such a, a closeness. And I think that people only think of it in relationship to another. Intimacy begins with you inside of you, right? Like intimacy doesn't start with another. Intimacy starts with you building the capacity for you to be able to be intimate inside yourself, to, to hear your own body's needs and then respond to them and take care of them, to feel your own bodily sensations and not push them aside as unimportant but listen to them. In trauma, we can get really numb and avoidant of our own physical sensations. So a big part of intimacy is resensitizing yourself to be able to feel again. That's part of the recovery from trauma, is to be able to feel inside of yourself, feel your own emotions, and instead of being overwhelmed by them, learn how to feel them, find the need behind them, and express them in a way where we don't hurt ourselves and we don't hurt someone else. You so eloquently summed up the work that I do with clients and my own personal journey with it as well. What brought me to explore intimacy and do intimacy work was 
feeling numb inside my own body. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like I was broken. I felt like I wasn't going to be able to feel the way that other people felt or that I really deeply wanted to feel. And so in order to improve my intimacy with myself, I first had to even acknowledge that I felt numb. Numbness is the hardest thing to acknowledge because how can you acknowledge uh, something you can't feel? It was through intimacy coaching that that awareness was even there. Once that numbness was acknowledged and once that awareness was there, I could actually do something about it. And I could talk to the numbness. I could give the numbness a voice and allow it to actually share why it's there, what it needed. And it was that process of giving it a voice that allowed me to meet its needs and then repeat that process again and again and again with the sensations that were coming up around this numbness and my thoughts and my feelings and my stories around it. And that process again and again and again just blew my mind open with how much my body had been holding on to all of these these unmet needs or these stories or these beliefs that it had been picking up along the way, like a recording that I didn't even know was there my entire life. And that when I started to develop the ability to listen to it, to take care of it, to have compassion for it, to give it what it needs, it created this relationship with my body where I actually became the parent to myself, that dream perfect parent that all of us secretly always wanted. And I could meet my own needs and I can meet my own needs. And through doing that again and again and again, I've gotten to a point where my relationship and my communication with my body is so tuned in that there's this sense of empowerment in knowing that whatever's going on, I have the tools and the skills and the awareness to know what I'm needing in order to more intimately connect with myself or express what I'm needing in partnership. Through your deep journey and, and intimate knowledge of yourself, you've healed so much. You know, you don't push your body too hard anymore. You don't overwork and exhaust yourself and not let yourself go to the bathroom when you need to. And how has it improved your relationships outside of yourself? I feel so much more in control of how I show up in relationships outside of myself. Before, I felt like I was always responding or reacting. And now I feel like I can go into a situation having the awareness of where I personally am and my thoughts, feelings, sensations, and what I'm needing. And then communicating that in a large way feels like taking my power back, where I'm not just going through life and reacting to what happens. I'm, I'm an active participant. I'm a creator. Yeah, and, and going through that depth of experience the way you have is what makes you so skilled and empathetic and accepting when you're helping other people do it. You're taking them through terrain that you know so well. Even though they have their own individual experience, you're able to stay so present with them because you're so practiced at being intimate within yourself and intimate with others. Thank you. And one of the things that I love most about intimacy work is it gives your body a voice. 
that's what I love about trauma healing work too, is we have this like amazing organism <laughs> that we live inside and we spend so much time ignoring it so we can push through our day and do what needs to be done. And here is this incredible thing just offering up all of this information about how we could feel so much better in our world, how we could communicate so much better, how we could love so much better. And when we're not intimate with it, we miss out on all of that. I remember having a daily schedule where I would get up and I would do the bare minimum that I needed to do to get out the door, barely meet my needs, and then push, push, push through the whole day, come back, go to bed, get up and do it all over again. Yeah. And I'm sure almost every single person listening can relate to that. Oh my God. And, and now I get up, immediately check in with myself. I check in with myself before I eat. I check in with myself before I move, before I exercise, and my body just keeps giving me feedback all day. What are you needing? I'm needing hydration. I'm needing nourishment. I'm needing vegetables. I'm needing a break. I'm needing to walk, a hug, right? And it's just, and it actually makes life so much easier because I'm not just bulldozing and pushing my body through everything. I'm actually inviting it to be a participant in my life. Yeah. We only get one body. <laughs> like, this is it, folks. <laughs> this is the only one you got. <laughs> so you got to be in, in right relationship and good partnership with your body just as much as you do with your partner and your kids and your family and your friends, like everything is a relationship and your ability to be deeply connected and intimate with all aspects of what it means to be a human. It seems like it might make your life scarier, but it ends up just like Casey shared, making your life easier and more rich and more full. And in my case, definitely much happier and more playful. And once you learn how to improve the relationship with your body and really build intimacy with yourself, for yourself, it makes your sexual experiences so much easier and better as well. And so I'm really wanting to emphasize that there is no magic formula for what intimacy should look like. Your intimacy gets to look however you want it to look. Two years ago, my intimacy looked like taking a year off of dating and getting a love, sex, and relationship coaching certification and really doing a deep dive into what was holding me back personally with myself and my body and my relationship with myself. And now in partnership, my intimacy looks like telling my partner I'm tired and asking him if he can get dinner started. Asking my partner if he's open to hearing something that I'm excited about and having him say yes, but not right now and not take that personally. And in times of sexual intimacy, sharing with my partner when I want more or less of something and not expecting him to read my mind. Absolutely. Throughout my journey of my own sexual intimacy, that's something I've gotten better at as well. And also of just being 100% present during sexual intimacy. Like I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm totally there exploring physical sensations in my own body, in my hands, touching my partner's body, looking into his eyes. I'm just, I'm so much more present and fully there during sex. I love that you bring in the presence because that's such an important piece. 
well, yeah, without presence, there is no intimacy, whether it's within yourself or sharing it with another. So it's a key ingredient, people. <laughs> Elizabeth has informed me that Debro is the French pronunciation of the person whose statistic I'm about to share. I, being from Pittsburgh, want to say Debrat. <laughs> A DeBro study found that individuals experience higher levels of well-being when they have an active and satisfying sex life. They found that the size of the difference in well-being for people having sex once a week compared to those having sex less than once a month was greater than the size of the difference in well-being for those making $75,000 a year compared to $25,000 a year. That's a fucking amazing study. You and I have both had $25,000 years and we've had $75,000 years. It's a big difference in my well-being. It's a big fucking difference in my well-being. <laughs> yeah, but I get it. Yeah, I get it too. I mean, you know, we're both in great relationships where we get to have sex at least once a week. So, hey, life's better, y'all. <laughs> And that same study concludes that healthy sexual intimacy promotes a more affectionate, positive, and stronger connection with one's partner. When you have sex with your partner, your positive emotions towards them are bolstered. And the more of those sexual positive experiences that you have, the better and more fulfilling your relationship will be. They say that if the sex is great, it takes up 20% of the relationship space. And if it's not going so well, it takes up 80%. Yeah, I've had a lot of relationships and I've noticed that when my sex life is off or we're on a long hiatus, everything in the relationship is harder. We're both more irritable. We take things personally. We make up stories about the other person's motives or feelings. Like our communication sucks. That list of uh, everything you've ever done wrong comes out. You know which list I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I know all about that list. Oh, yeah. And we just take ourselves way too seriously. And it's a romantic buzzkill. Yes, it is a romantic buzzkill. And what I learned over my journey with intimacy is that that romantic energy, that energy of intimacy and attraction needs to be tended to every single day in your romantic relationship. It's like a campfire. You don't just light the campfire and then walk away and expect it to keep burning. You've got to put in more kindling. And the kindling are those romantic looks that you give each other, the little touches as you pass each other while walking across the living room. That's tending to the romantic fire. It's not just sex. It's all of the little ways that you look at each other, speak to each other, and touch each other. In fact, on my way to come record this episode with Casey. Um, I was in my kitchen making a cup of coffee and my man happened to come in and I had just happened to make him an espresso as well. And he took me in his arms and he looked in my eyes and he kissed me very, very softly on my cheeks. And he just grazed his lips against my lips and my whole body went to mush. <laughs> And he just held me in his arms as I melted. And I said, I'm supposed to go record my podcast about intimacy. And now I'm worthless. I can't even <laughs> think straight. And he said, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so this tending to your romantic fire, it needs to happen all of the time. That is the making love. It's not just what happens between the sheets. It happens 
all day long in your romantic relationship. And people let that fire go out. They get so caught up in their bills and the taking care of the kids and the making of the dinner and all of those things could even be done in a romantic way. And it's not that it takes more energy, it takes intimate energy. It takes maybe a different energy than you're used to using. Like Casey and I had shared earlier, you know, you can dull down, you can dampen down those very natural, organic feelings that are there. And that becomes a habit. That becomes the way that you live. It was the way I used to live. And now the way I live is in this very rich, full, sensual, sexy way. And I guarantee it's much more fun and fulfilling. And I want to admit that I used to be really embarrassed by that stuff. I could not talk about sex with my partner. I could with my girlfriends, but I could not talk about sex with my partner. I could not do all of those little romantic things. I felt embarrassed. I, was, I wasn't open to it. I was shut down. I was kind of closed off. And it wasn't that I didn't want it. It was that I felt blocked. I felt incapable of doing it. And it just made me feel super embarrassed. So I just want to give everyone hope that you can heal that. I can't think of a movie or a TV series or anything that I saw growing up that modeled what true deep intimacy looks like. And most of us weren't. So this is stuff that's kind of, in a way, new information. Yeah, if you weren't brought up with it like I wasn't, it is new information. I had to be taught it. I needed to learn. I had a friend in high school uh, that moved here from Sweden. And I used to love going over her house because her parents just had this level of intimacy that I've never seen before. They were always flirting or touching each other, giving little kisses, dancing in the kitchen. They were like two playful kids who were so in love and just never lost that. And I remember watching her date different guys in high school and that same level of intimacy and the depth to which she was able to reach, I was always so fascinated and intrigued and inspired by. And I think a lot of that had to do with the modeling that her parents did. Wow. She sure was lucky that she got nurtured in that way and that she learned it and could grow up with it and not have to go through all of the issues that you and I went through. And you know, that's the nurture side of intimacy. And there's also the nature side. And the nature side has to do with chemical bonding. Have you ever heard of chemical bonding, Casey? In seventh grade science class. <laughs> well, the type of chemical bonding I'm talking about is when penis enters vagina, there is a chemical connection that happens that makes the vagina want the penis to enter her. And we unconsciously get attached chemically to that penis. Interesting. That's a lot different than we learned in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure some of my sisters out there have experienced this where our mind does not want that penis anymore, but our body does and might lead us back into bed with that person, even when we're saying, I really shouldn't be doing this in our own heads. <laughs> So when I learned about chemical bonding, it was great because I could take myself off the hook for still wanting dick that I didn't want. 
Let's <laughs> <laughs> blame it on chemical bonding. It's not me. It's the chemical bonding. So how do you unbond or do they just kind of dissolve and go away over time? Over time, you can heal. There are practitioners that work physically with de-stressing vaginas and helping them to release that chemical bond. I haven't had that done to me. I've used energy methods and the nonlinear movement method to release the other person energetically from me. There's something called relationship cord healings that works amazingly well to fully release the other person. So that's how I've worked with myself and others to undo the chemical bonding. I want to say a word of caution here. Do not cut cords. That's become popular. Uh, for some reason, people are, are cutting cords between people, energy cords, uh, relationship cords. That's like cutting a live electricity wire. And if you've ever seen that, the wire goes nuts. It's just snaking and swirling all over the place and shooting out sparks. It's very dangerous to cut energy cords. Those are real things. Just because I can see them and most people can't see them doesn't mean they're not real. So please don't cut relationship cords. Heal them with a highly skilled Barbara Brennan practitioner because I don't know any other method that does it completely as we were trained to, it can take up to an hour or more to do it right. And you know, in my journey with healing intimacy, I've done a lot of work with bringing the energy of my sexuality and the energy of my heart together. And I do the same thing in trauma healing with my clients where your sexuality gets to be infused with love and your heart gets to have the, the sensuality and the romantic fire of sexuality. Your love energy and your sexual energy come together in wholeness. I love how you said that. And I think that when people talk about sacred sexuality and casual sex, that's the difference. That's the missing piece. And I'll also go as far as to say that one of the reasons why there is so much negativity and trauma currently associated with sex is because it's been cut off from love. And when anything is cut off from love, it's a breeding grounds for trauma. We'll go to our slowdown skills right after a commercial break and word from our sponsor. Hey, slowdown fans. If you're ready to improve your intimacy, then be sure to come to our nonlinear movement method classes. That's the somatic movement system that allows you to let go of tension and stress and open up to good feelings. You can get your ticket at thehappywomanacademy.com slash NLMM class. Virtual classes are twice a month and essential workers are free. Go get your ticket now. Thank you, Mother Nature. And now for our slowdown skills. 
slowdown skill number one is slow motion lotion. The next time you put on lotion, go really, really slowly. This is such a simple way to help connect you to your bodily sensations and increase intimacy with your own body. Slow down skill number two. We invite you to tend to your romantic fire in your relationship by speaking, looking, and touching your partner in three different ways. One, just for connection, just to say, hey, I'm here, I'm connecting with you. The next level of intimacy is connecting with love. A look of love through your eyes, a gentle tone with your voice, and that lingering caress with your hand that says, I love you. The third level of intimacy is looking at your partner with fire in your eyes, letting them know that you have sexual feelings for them and you want them. It might not go beyond the look or a sexy sentence like, baby, I think you're so hot. Or a sexy caress where you wrap your arms around them and give them a deep kiss or just cuddle up on their lap and run your finger down their spine. But doing things like this at three levels of intimacy, connection, love, and sexuality will keep your romantic fires burning. And if you want to hone those skills, Casey and I will be teaching a virtual intimacy workshop. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay tuned to our podcast and find out how to sign up for that workshop. So our third slowdown skill is connecting sexual energy and heart energy. So place your right hand on your heart, Plus your left hand on your lower abdomen and breathe into your heart three times. Now breathe into your lower abdomen, your left hand three times. Now breathe from your left hand, inhale into your left hand, and see if you can breathe it all the way up to your right hand into that heart space. And then exhale it back down from the heart space into your left hand. Inhaling it back up from your left hand to your heart and exhaling from your heart down to your abdomen. Great. Now breathe into your right hand and letting that love energy come down towards your left hand on your abdomen, infusing your sexual area with love and then exhaling it back up and inhaling right hand down to your left hand, infusing love into your sex and exhaling back up and go ahead and give yourself one more breath. Love into sex with the inhale and exhaling back up. 
And now see if you can breathe into both hands at the same time. Letting your breath come into your heart space and your sexual space and your lower abdomen. On the inhale and then exhaling through both. And do that a couple more breaths. This is a great and easy way to let go of all of the mental thoughts and beliefs you have around sex and love and intimacy, and just let your breath and body have an experience of uniting love with sex. And now for our slowdown playlist. Elizabeth, what's your slowdown song? My slowdown song for the intimacy episode is Let's Get Lost by Chet Baker. And this is one of those songs. It is a little more up-tempo, but it, it has this swing to it. And when his voice comes in, it is so sexy. And it just gets me in the mood. It just works for me. Casey, what's your slowdown song this episode? So my slowdown song is actually a playlist from Spotify. It's called Sensual Instrumental. And the reason that I love this playlist is because there's no words. And I have been on the search for something to listen to during sexual intimacy for the longest time. And there's always some type of like weird horn or weird song that comes in. And you're, you're in the middle of it. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> so this is my gift to all of you that you can play this during however long of a sexual intimacy session you want to have. And you will not get disrupted by random lyrics or strange things. And hopefully you don't get commercials either, but I haven't yet, knock on wood. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check that out. I'll tell you how it goes, Casey. <laughs> Our slowdown fan, Saru Blue, recommends the song, Turn Your Lights Down Low. And the version she recommends, we all know the Bob Marley song, the version she recommends is a remix by Lauren Hill and Bob Marley, and it is really beautiful. Thank you, Saru. So we will have links to all of these slowdown songs on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show. All right. So Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? My favorite part of today's show is talking about tending to your romantic fire. What was your favorite part of today's show, Casey? My favorite part was during recording part of this, Elizabeth asked me to close my eyes and really feel into my body and intimately connect with myself and speak from that place. And whenever I was able to do that, my words went from being very analytical and heady to just heartfelt and came from a truly embodied place. And I really, really appreciated your direction and suggestion and guidance there because it made a huge difference. And I'm very grateful for you. Mm, thanks, honey. I'm sure our Slowdown fans could feel that too. On our next episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Understanding Masculine and Feminine Energy. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy your Slowdown. If you love our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. You have no idea how much this helps us. Remember, Elizabeth and I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. Go to slowthefdownshow.com and schedule your free consultation.